Liberty Saints. Apostle Erica Robinson, founder and CEO of ELR Prophetic Shift Podcasting Network, has put together an all-star lineup that will have you praising and shouting as the truth from the Spirit of God is released. Now mark your calendars and prepare yourself on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Apostle Erica Robinson will be coming forth with Sunday morning manna. And on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Pastor Jack Hallman will take us to the river in God's word. And on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the main course is served by Chief Apostle Rodney Tate in apostolic alignment and for dessert on thursdays at 9 p.m eastern standard time prophetess glenda lane will cover you in a mantle of prayer now you're just a phone call away from your blessing so call in the number is 636-422-0344 again that's 636-422-0344 on the days and times given. I promise you, you won't regret it. For more information, contact us at elrpropheticshift.wixsite.com forward slash podcast network. See you there.
of Christ. Um, because God wants us to understand his fruit. F-R-U-I-T. Not fruits or a whole bunch of them, but fruit. Which means it's one fruit, but different avenues of fruit. Whether it's an apple, an orange, uh, anything with different fruits, but he listed it as the fruit of the Spirit of God. And as believers, we must understand that to, to have, to possess all the fruit of the Spirit, we must have all of them. And in other words, I cannot just have the fruit of love and not have the fruit of long suffering. I cannot have the fruit of gentleness and not have the fruit of love. So we must have all nine fruits of the Spirit of God. And throughout the Bible, God displays every fruit. So anything that you know of that is not applying any of the fruit singular, then we have to have all of them. Again, you can't have the fruit, the fruit that you like, okay, or the fruit that you don't like in the gospel. Okay. Now, in the natural, if you don't like apples, don't eat apples. If you don't eat oranges, you don't eat oranges. Some people are like, I'm allergic to um, uh, grapefruit, so I don't eat grapefruit. But that's your natural fruit. But the Bible here speaks of us as the spiritual fruit of God. Again, we must all... Um, Possess, meaning as all of God's fruit, in order to say that you are now a born again believer. Again, we have to be able to have all of the fruit, singular, in order to say you are now are filled and have a possession of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes um, we meet um, saints, quote unquote, unsaints, or saints, but ain't. So I call it a lot of saints that are, that are ain't because they don't have all of the fruits of the gospel, uh, the fruits of Jesus Christ. And so we have to check ourselves to know whether or not we have all of his attributes. We have to have all his um, that he possesses in order to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, um, you can't be mean and nasty um, and cantankerous and uh, unloving but you say you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't be partially filled, you can't be half filled, you can't be a quarter filled, but either you're either you ain't. 
dictate either you're a saint or you're an angel. But you have to have, have to have all of them. And sometimes God wants us to remind us uh, where we are and who we are in. So when we go out to witness to people and we try to beat them into subjection, you've got to be saved. You've got to do this. You've got to do because you're going to hell. Okay. But you don't see nowhere in the Bible that God approaches anybody. Jesus has not approached anybody of hatred and malice and commanding them what to do. It is not a characteristic of Christ. Although um, some people think that's the way it's supposed to be done. But according to the word of God, we must have all of his characteristics. And if you do not have all of the characteristics, then guess what? You cannot be according to the word of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then some people will say to you, um, well, how can you judge me? But you're not judging them, okay? You are judging by their actions, their spirit, by what you see in them spiritually. And because of that, um, if I'm speaking to you in such a haughty and nasty attitude, if you're um, commanding me to this or are you going to hell, I guess they will go to hell. But there's a way that seems like a command, but sometimes it's not. Um, because uh, the old people would tell you, I can get more out of you with um, honey, with bitter, things that are bitter. And as a believer, as a leader, as a preacher, we have to have the characteristics of Christ. Because there has to be a difference when you meet them. Um, I've never seen so many um, saints that are just as uh, hateful and mean. Um, I don't know about you growing up in the church, but you would see a lot of people. Especially, I mean, they seem to love to be the ushers. <laughs> Over two years as a child, that they were so mean. Um, you know, they want to say, oh, baby, take it. Just calm down. They'll give you this look like, okay, if you move again, I'll kill you. But it's not the attributes of Christ. Because God wants to be out love. And kindness, the Bible says, with love and kindness have I drawn the Amen. Amen. All right, so now let's start here in Galatians. Here, I'm going to start Galatians. Um, I got a nine years here. Um, as well, another thing, in the book of this Galatians here, it tells us the good and the bad of it all. As we're like talking about the love and the kindness and the gentleness and the long suffering and, and, and the goodness and, and the faith and this, that, and the other. 
but also it tells us in this particular book about the 17 works of the flesh. Okay, so God's teaching us tonight about good and evil. In other words, what to do and what not to do. How to live and how not to live. What to say and what not to say. Now, there's no deviation. In other words, there's no uh, in between. In other words, I can't, I can't be half full, but I gotta be full. I'm either I'm a sinner or a saint. That's the bottom line. I'm a sinner or a saint. There's no angels, no this, no that, no this. And um, you ever go into these churches and the churches start arguing and they get in the parking lot and then one will say to the other, "You just gotta be believe just because I'm gonna lay down my my religion and I'm gonna whoop you behind." Why? Now, is it is or the ain't? But we cannot live like that if we're supposed to represent Christ. Okay, as believers, okay, as saints, and not angels, okay. And I've met so many saints or, that are angels in the church, professing, but not possessing. Amen. And I don't know about you, I would rather be one of possession of Christ and not just confession, okay, because I can confess anything. But I cannot live what I preach. Okay. Can I say I love God? But when I get out the door, when as soon as you get in the heart, they say, you know what, I can't stand up. Okay. So we have to confess it and possess it what the word of God's telling us in the book of Galatians. Okay. Yeah. So he says again, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. Try and draw somebody by being mean to them. They will run you over and you find out to the wrong people, they'll cuss you out in the process. So we've got to be able to be able to know how to approach them. We have to know that when you get ready to approach people that you know they're not saved, you draw them with love and kindness. Okay. It's like trying to uh, fall in love with a person. And you know they're mean and nasty. You are not. You're not really. I don't want to be around them. Let's more marry them or love them. Okay. And then we have to be able to. When you find somebody that you love, you really have to be able to be vulnerable. But what you have to be able to be yourself. You can't always live on the stage. You always got to be. You're always not going to be all pretty. You're always going to be all made up. You, you know they got to like you. They got to love you the way they are. Okay, and even those people that we meet, they do not know Christ. We must show the characteristics of Christ Himself. All right, let's go on. All right, let's start here at here. Um. All right, let's go look at the word love. Love. The word love means agape. Mm-hmm. Agape, Greek word. It means divine love, a strong love, a ardent love, a tender love, compassionate love. Love. Now, this is not the love where you're talking about like a friendship love or a sexual love. 
But this word, it talks about the love of one another as a human being. Okay? A lot of people, you know, we, they grow up and we just think of love as a sexual thing. Yeah. But when you when you when you get to a certain age you realize maybe I think when you're young, but that's exciting. This is hot news. But when you get older, you're not looking for the same kind of love. Why? Because the body is grown in a different way and as well the mind is grown in a different way. So God wants us to know about the love, his agape love. And his agape word love is that no matter how you treat me, no matter how you talk to me, no matter that you don't deserve the mercy and the kindness, but because I love you, because I created you, because I died on a cross for you, that's the kind of love that God's talking to us about tonight. And I believe that this is the kind of love as believers in Christ we have to be able to share with one another. Um, because our truly uh, the, the last day Again, as I went the other the other week, I went into Jim Timothy, um, um, second chapter, third verse four. In the last days, men will become lovers of themselves more than loving God. So he was speaking of his agape love, a love that you didn't understand, a love that you think was impossible, that love that nobody could really understand unless you are now filled with the Holy Ghost to understand the copy the love of God beyond measure. That's why he talks to us in about First uh, Corinthians 13, that even I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not have charity of love, I can, I can, I am not nothing. So that's the kind of love that God's speaking of here. This deep love that only comes from God. I don't know about you, but have you ever met people that's just so mean and hateful, no reason at all? Because they have not experienced the love of God. But when you learn and experience the love of God, um, the bitterness goes away. The hatred goes away. And all these things because now you're experiencing the true love of God. Can you imagine, remember when we first, we first grew up and we were little kids and we had our friends in school and somehow we would have our little friends, you know, and it was something about them, or something about their personality. It was how they treated you, they, how they would, um, if you were your guy, maybe you would love to play trucks with your little friends, or the little girls would like to do cheerleading, or all kinds of things. But because we bonded, because something in us 
like that person. There's something about them that would draw them to another person. Well, it's the same kind of loving God that we have to have that, that love, that thing that draws one person to another. That's why sometimes people get married and it's the initial love or the initial passion and a wish that and the other, but after a while, you give them a couple of years, they can't stand one another. Why? Because they have not accepted and known the agape love. I've got to be your friend before I can be your lover. I've got to be your friend to understand you. I have to have a your friend that I can sit down and, and watch a movie with you. I can be I have to be your friend that I can laugh. Let me tell you what, ladies, don't ever marry a man that does laugh with you. Because I guarantee you he will be miserable. He don't know how to laugh. He don't know how to enjoy with you as a person. So, so God wants us to have that kind of love. So let's go ahead. Let me flip over to, um, let's go turn to First um, Corinthians 13. I hear the Lord telling me to, to go there. So we're going to go um, First Corinthians um, 13. First Corinthians 13. Okay, uh, of the t- 
tongues of a man and of angels, but it's a sounding bass. It don't make no difference. It's not important. I'm just talking for no reason at all. I remember I had this friend one time years of growing up. Oh, if you ever got around her, she was the life of the party. And she talked, she danced, and she went and she entertained us. But she was so shallow because she was looking for attention. She was looking for happiness. She went through man after man after man because she was unhappy because she had never experienced true love and true love is not about sex we're not talking about sexual sex but we're talking about the love of god that i can talk and talk and talk but what comes out of my mouth is really important why because i don't know christ himself and if you don't know christ what else can you possess any any more valuable than knowing christ for yourself it says in the second verse, it says this, it says, and though I, I, Corinthians, I, and though I have the gift of prophecy, so you can be anointed as all get up, you can have a million dollars in your pocket, you can have a car for every day of the week, you can have fine wine. You can have um, great clothes. You can be be bougie. You can be fancy. But getting a prophet, you nothing. It says this, and though I have the gift of prophecy, some folks run the prophecy. I have friends that used to when I first got here. All they wanted to know is there a prophet in town? Is there a prophet in the neighborhood? And young folks run the prophecy. Oh, but I mean, I have met so many prophecy teachers. You know, and one day, I think somebody asked me one day, you have a word for me? And all the Spirit told me to tell him, yeah, i got a word. The word is all 36, all 66 books of the Bible. Get them. Rehearse them. Love them. Do what it says. That's your word. Because she was a prophecy seeker, okay? And she was a pastor. Well, she was a prophecy seeker. Didn't have no car. But she'd find a way, she'd find somebody to take her somewhere to a prophet. And here in South Carolina, in some little town, they'll be running from place to place and city to city because they're trying to find a prophet to give them a word about a husband, give them about a prophet about a word, a word about a job, a word about the children, a word, a word, a word. But this was the pastor. And I'm saying to myself, my God, she's a pastor, Lord. But I don't understand it. I wouldn't be going to her church. Because he says, you can have that gift. Paul, Paul said himself, he says, I can preach and preach to be lost. I can preach and preach and do whatever I want to if I can. I can and, and I'm, but I'm not getting away with it. God holds us responsible for what we do and what we don't do. God holds us responsible what we say and what we don't say. God holds us responsible because we 
have the audacity to stand in the authority of God and believe that we are preachers. We are pastors. We are elders. And we have a great responsibility. It was as though I have the gift of prophecy. Understand all things and mysteries. That's what he said. I all know all knowledge. And though I have uh, all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not love. That's how important agape love is. I am nothing. Okay, so you can have all these gifts. You can have all this money. You can have all this power. You can have all this touch. But if you don't have love, love is the primary purpose. Jesus died on the cross to all of us for love. Imagine, we are here because he loved us. He didn't have to create us. He didn't have to make us. He didn't have to love us. He didn't have to forgive us. He didn't have to get on the cross for us. He didn't have to get up on the third day for us. He didn't have to do anything but because of his love. And he wants us as a people to know that we must have the same kind of love. Not a deviated love that you love me this day and you don't love me the next day. Or oh, you love me when I, 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 I do what you say, but the next day you don't love me? But no, Christ wants us to have unconditional love for one another, for him one and for one another. That unconditional love. You cuss me out, but I got to love you. Now, I might not like you. But there's a difference between like and love. But Jesus wants us to love each other unconditionally. Sometimes that, that's not easy when it's somebody you don't like. Maybe it's not easy when you know somebody that cuts you out. Maybe it's not easy when you know they don't call you everything but a child of God. It's not easy. He said, but love ye one another. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard. But we got to do what's in the book. Okay? And as long as we can find it in the book, and that's what Jesus is telling us to do. As a human being who is confessing salvation, and we say we are possessing salvation, we have to do what is in the book. That charity. That's love. And he says, if I don't have love or charity, I am nothing. So he says this, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, so you can feed every church in town. You can feed every bum on the street. You can feed everybody. You can, you can do whatever you need to do. He said, but if you don't have that love, you have nothing. 
Yeah, you can know all your scriptures. Yeah, you can know all your words. You can do all these things. But if you don't have the love of Christ in you for your, as your fellow man, you telling me, preacher, I still ain't going to get into heaven. But that's what the word says. That's, that, that's what the word that, that, Sometimes that's a bit, that's a, that's a, that's a bit of pill to swallow. Okay? But he tells us, look here, if one slap, one give you a slap on one cheek, he said, turn around and offer the other cheek. You know? But us, no, we ready to just go down. We we ready to fight and cuss and fuss and, and, and lay down our religion in the parking lot and after we didn't have a good fight and we didn't have the, the church the people in the church uh in the parking lot fighting and then the, the, the house next door called the police from the church folks. Um, um 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 but is that what the word of God said? Because I don't have nothing. If I don't love you spiritually, I ain't got nothing. You can prophesy to the moon, come and come back. You can preach to the moon, go or to, to the all of nine planets. You can give everything you've got in your bank account. But if we don't have love according to the word of God, now we ain't talking about the love of your husband. We're not. We're talking about the love of God. If you don't have the love of God, if you don't have the attributes of Christ, if you don't have the gentleness, the kindness, the generosity, the humility, the courtesy, the unselfishness, um, uh, the temperance, um, the righteousness sincerity of God, you just, just might as well just go on and just say, well, Lord, I'm, I'm just going on, just put me on the elevator going down. Because you've got to have the love of God. And I say to myself, well, how can I have the love of God and I don't like other saints? Right now, don't you talk about the, un the unsaved. How can you say you love the Lord God himself and you don't like other believers? You say you love God. And all those nine gifts, let's start the first one would be patience. Patience. This is uh, my notes from uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, Greek word agape. Patience. One of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. So what you telling me, preacher, is in my patience, okay, I should not always be in a hurry. I'm always in a hurry. And I meet these people, they're always in a hurry. They hurry to get home. They hurry to leave. They hurry to go to church. They hurry to eat. They hurry, 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 hurry. You know, they just always. But the Bible tells us right here: in patience, you must be passive. In patience, you must not hurry people. 
okay? But I must endure. And I must hope and believe in God, the things of God. So you said, preacher, must, so that means it's, um, if, if I'm always in a hurry, if I, I don't have no time for anybody, I'm, i I got to do this and i got to do that. And that's the thing. One of the things with the world today, everybody's in a hurry. Everybody. Everybody. The bus driver's in a hurry. The kids in a hurry. The cat's in a hurry. The dog's in a hurry. Um, um, uh, the people down the street in a hurry. And they run around and they, they back up and they run into each other. And, and you hit, hit I-95 and everybody's in a hurry. And everybody's Encouraging everybody and everybody's trusting in everybody. They want because they don't have the patience of God. The one attribute of God is that we must be patient as believers and we must have patience of God and not always be in a hurry. Because in that, we must bear up and hope and show love in patience. And if they're always in a hurry, there ain't no love. They're just in a hurry, move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But what if, what if Christ was in a hurry on the way to the cross? Maybe the guy that, 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 that carried the, 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 the cross with him. But Christ was in a hurry. And he was going to do it by himself. But it was ordained that that man, that black man, got uh, uh, a hope to the cross and helped him carry the cross. But if Christ was in a hurry, he'd have missed his blessing. But he was in a hurry. That we have to be patient with one another. We have to be loving with one another. And if Christ was in such a hurry, that man would have not got a hold to the cross and, and, and held the cross and touched the love of God. In his love, walk with him to the cross because he had no patience. He had no long suffering. He did not bear up anything. Why? Because he was in a hurry. He, he was in a hurry. So we have to be patient with one another. Secondly, another attribute of Christ is kindness. 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 Kindness is love in action. Kindness is love in action. So when you find a person that has no kindness, their excuses are in a hurry. Oh, I can't talk to you right now. I can't do this right now. I, I, I gotta write a list. I gotta go here. I gotta pick up so and so. But the Bible says this. My Bible says this that kindness is love in action. Love in action. Love is not rash. Love is not isolated. In other words, when around a person that loves you, 
I shouldn't feel uh, isolated even though you're in the room with me. You shouldn't be moved by, by, by things. But kindness is a sign of love and gentleness. Unfortunately, a lot of men, especially, they think that kindness is a waste of time. Kindness means I got to do something right now. No, I can't talk to you later. But the Bible says here, kindness is love in action. It is never in a hurry. It is not rash. It is not something I be moving so quickly. Kindness is love in action. So you say to yourself, are you kind? Are you a love in action? Do you go to the store for somebody just because you want to? Do you bring something to them or to sit and watch tea with them because it's love in action? Are you in a hurry? Next word he talks about is love, meaning generosity. Love is, love is not competition. But love is generosity. Love is not jealousy. Love is not envy. Love is generosity. Generosity could be, I give you money. Okay? Generosity Instead, I spend my valuable time with you because you're important to me. Um, generosity is, well, you want to go to the store? I'm going to spend my time with you as a sign of friendship and caring. Okay. That's what love does. God wants us to have all these attributes or his suits. His generosity. You can give me generosity by, by, by time. You can do generosity by service. But you can also generosity by giving to the person that you love. One without the other, don't cut it. You can love me, but there's no signs. If you can't do it financially or socially, spending time with me, that is generosity according to the word of God. So we must have all nine fruits of the Spirit. All nine fruits of the Spirit. All nine fruits of the Spirit. One without the other. We have eight. And have six, but the Bible tells us that I must have all nine fruits. Mine are unmuted as generosity, love in competition. Number four, love, 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 action. Love is humility. Love in hiding. No parading. You, you will say, oh, I'm so humble. I'm so humble. 
I have humility. They give you this pious look. Oh, this is my humble look. Oh, yes, I'll do this for you. Oh, can I do that for you? But humility is not pointing out how kind I am, how wonderful I am. Okay? But humility is love in hiding. I don't have to boast what I give you. I don't have to boast how I have to take you to work or take you home. But true humility comes from Christ. I don't have to be the preacher of the hour. I don't have to be the one on the program. I don't have to one uh, that I have to pull out my hundred dollars and go right this time. Pastor, I'm giving a hundred dollars today. That is not humility. Mm -hmm. What the Bible says here that humility is love in hiding. I don't have to know no tell anybody what I'm doing, but God knows. I don't have to tell anybody, but I do it because I love him, him meaning Christ. Next word about love is courtesy. Love is courtesy. The attributes of being courteous, courteous. There's a difference between kindness, kindness meaning gentleness, never in a hurry, but courteous means love in a a social setting. It does not behave unseemly. You ever been in, in public and you with a friend or somebody and they're acting crazy and they're acting foolish and, and they're not kind, they're not gentle, just mean, they're just creating confusion. You're with the person all the time and all they want to do is argue, they want to fight and they want to be the bigger one, the smarter one, the strongest one. I know everything and you know nothing. This is not God's uh, courtesy. God's love in society. It is a way of being um, um, being boisterous and proud around people. Okay? We have to be polite to one another. We have to be courteous to one another. These are the attributes of Christ. And it says here again, you have to have all nine of them. You can't take the ones you like. Okay? And then disappear on the things that you don't want to like. Number six, it talks about the attitude of love. Here it says, um, and we must be unselfish. Selfish. You must be unselfish. Love in essence, never unselfish, never being sour, never being bitter, never being, ah, it's me, I'm in charge, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the big, big kid on the block, I got all the money, I got all the power, I got all the favor, I'm, uh, I'm, no, 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 that, God says that, that love is being unselfish, love in essence. Never, uh, we must not be selfish, and we must not be bitter. Have you been around people that they're just bitter? They're just bitter. Many things you say one thing, they don't like to get bitter. You know how they, you know how you can tell the difference? The voice changes, the attitude changes. 
walk away. Why? Because they always have something better to say. But if they figure I'm top dog, shut up, be quiet, and listen to me because I'm in charge. Well, that's not the attributes of pride. We must be unselfish. I'm talking about the attributes or the agape love of God. Number seven, we must attribute of God, we must have a good temperament, kind, gentle, love in disposition, never irritable, never miserable, and never resentful. Yeah. I'm supposed to show the characters wisdom of Christ. Even if I don't feel good. If I lost every dime I had in my pocket, my my my, my car died. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna get where I'm going because we don't know who we affect where we're going. And these says to us that we must have all nine ingredients that say that we represent the love of Christ, a good temperament, not sour, not mean, not controlling, not aggravating. What about me? No, good temperament. Number eight, um, another attribute of the love of Christ is righteousness. Meaning love in conduct. We have to have the conduct of Christ, which is we must walk in his righteousness. We must walk in his attributes. We must walk in his calling. We must be like the very image of who God is. His righteousness. I am walking in the right standing with God. And it gives me the attribute of Christ. Because I'm walking in His righteousness. In me, I have no righteousness. In you, there is no righteousness. Uh, uh, but the unbelievers, they're not walking in righteousness. But the ones who are confessing and possessing, we must walk in the righteousness of God. And some people preach to us and tell us, well, well, it's okay to sin. It's okay to lie. Just a little lie. No, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that there's a little white lie. If it is, show me the scripture and I'll apologize to you. Either you're in it or you're not. Either you're light or you're dark. But we can't have a little lie. We can't have a big lie. A lie is a lie. And because I'm saying to you as a preacher that I'm walking in the righteousness of God, that we are loved and I love, we must have a conduct of love in his righteousness. We must not walk in his sin. We must not walk in his sin nature. We must be what God has called us to be in his righteousness. Last number nine. It talks about the love characteristics of Christ. Number nine. Sincerity. We must have sincerity. Love in profession, never boastful, not conceited, not be a hypocrite, oh God, uh, we must be honest, we would not leave an impression that I've got it all together, okay, 
we must have sincerity. We must be sincere as a people of God. When we make mistakes, re repent. But when you 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 make you repent over and over again, and you willfully sin, you willfully lie, you willfully cheat, and you go to church every two and three times a week, and you know, know that you're sinning, it is that, and sometimes it becomes an open saying. But we have to do not continue to walk in the same sin again and again and as soon you know I met a preacher one time he would say yeah, every time he he have to go to preach uh, he go and he repent because he know um, he didn't want to lay up with a woman in the church or he didn't he didn't met a woman and he didn't lay down with him but long as he get on his knees and he repent and God forgive him and he gonna keep on preaching and yes, you know what they do? A lot of them preach and preach and preach till God begin to real, uh, reveal stuff. So did Eddie Long. And Eddie Long wasn't along, but they all wanted so a lot of preachers doing the same thing. And, and, and yeah, because they all, God forgive me. Yes, He forgives you. But when you willfully, knowingly, without a doubt, continually, you can't take your, your, your spirit and put it under subjection of the Holy Ghost. Your flesh is so hot, you can't get down your knees and take some time off and get in the face of God and use it as an excuse for willfully sinning? No, that is not the sincerity of Christ. Come on, come on. For sincerity is love in profession. Again, sincerity is love in profession. I profess, I believe, I am doing what God called me to do. I never boast. I am not conceited. I am not a hypocrite. Okay, uh -oh, in other words, God doesn't want us as preachers and teachers become hypocrites. My God. Okay, one way in the church and one way at home. Okay, love Lord in the church, love Lord when you go and hand the poor money, but when you go home, you're another demon of source. That's a hypocrite. And that's basically what a lot of the Jews did in the Old Testament. They were hypocrites. They said they loved God, they went into big old temples, they did what they wanted to do, um, but they were the main ones that wanted Jesus to be crucified. They were the main yeah. ones that wanted him to die, die on the cross. They were the main ones that was that that, that that wanted Christ that did not accept that he was Christ the king. He was king of kings. Why? Because he was a hypocrite. In other words, they said one thing and they did another. Jesus. Like some saints today. We say one thing, we do another. We live one way, we do another. We go to church with a long dress. And then we find somebody we like in the same church, the same church, and go right to the hotel room. Okay? Not because they're hypocrites. Okay? Or we say, oh, no, that we're on, we're on this, we're dying. We're going to live for the Lord. We're going to watch our, our appetite. And we confess it, we confess it, we confess it, but then we go all week long, we don't put five, ten more pounds on. Because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He only gives us one body. We've got two legs. We've got two arms. Okay? The certain part God gives us only two of one arm. Oh, my God. 
okay? For if you want to live longer, we want to live stronger, okay? Just don't confess it and not possess it. Because God's teaching us tonight that we need all nine agreements. We all need, we need everything it talks about here about love, agape. This love, agape love. We must have patience. I can't be short patient. I can't be always in a hurry. Okay? But love suffers long. Patience, long. Kindness, long. I got to have, I got to be kind to people. And not just in your home. Just the people around you. You got to be kind to people on the street. I gotta be kind to people. Why? Because they're supposed to see my attributes of Christ in me. I gotta be courteous people. Okay? You ever get on the line and you get everybody's running and then trying to fight just to get in? What about just, just let them go? Let them go. God bless you. Because you are, you are exhibiting the characteristics of Christ. I gotta have a good temperance. I can't be mean and nasty all the time. I can't, I can't be, just, no, 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 no. The attribute, this is the characteristics of Christ that wants us all to walk in him. His good temperament. He, mm -hmm. say, he says, his temperament, he says, his good temperament loves in this position that I've got to be in his righteousness. Uh, so, so I can't have excuse to say that um, that I love the Lord, but it's all right. I can I can keep cussing. I can still cheat and I can keep lying. God, come forgive me. You telling me to walk in His righteousness? I gotta walk in His love. And then He says, "I'm walking. I want you to walk in His conduct." So if God's conduct is not lying, we can't lie. If God's conduct is not cheating, we can't cheat. If God's conduct is, we got to follow his conduct in his love. These are his ingredients for agape love, godly love, gentleness, uh, and all these attributes. But we have to have sincerity. We have to confess and as well as possess. I can't have to beat up my chest. And you see people that's walking the door or walking the church, you see the chest before you see the rest of the clothes. Why? Because the chest is stuck out. And you know why it's stuck? Because they're proud. The nature of being proud. I have this. I can do that. I'm strong. I'm power. I've got money. How? Because I'm proud. Proud can, proudness will get you to hell. Couldn't be anything else. Okay? So we got to have his, his attributes. You can preach, Paul says, preach and preach and still be loved. He was a powerful man. He was a man who wrote a third of the New Testament. But Paul himself had to have the attributes of the characteristics of Christ of love. His agape love. His power. His authority. His authority. He supposed to reside in us. That's his agape love. 
God's trying to teach us about tonight. Knowing Him and His resurrection power. Nowhere else is He talking about anything else but Him. God could have easily wiped the, the whole world out and started all over again. But because of His love, we don't realize, sometimes I don't think we realize how much God loves us. He could have allowed that accident to happen. He could have allowed us to be dead. He could have allowed to do anything he wanted to do us. He, we don't, he, don't, he doesn't owe us anything. But when you begin to understand the love of God, the love in your sin nature, he loves you. In your in the hospital bed, he loved you. He could allow a nurse come in and put the, the wrong IVs in you, and we could have been dead and gone. God's mercy. But all he wants us tonight to know that we must have his attributes before I go out and try to witness. One before I get out and try to teach somebody about Jesus. I've got to be a representative to Jesus Christ on the earth today in 2021. That is my job description. That when I step out the door, I represent God. In my attitude, how I dress, how I walk, how I talk, how I smile, how I live. I'm a representative to Christ on the earth today in 2021. Do you represent Christ today in 2021? As a believer, I am not judging you, but I'm telling you what the Word of God says that we must be believers in Him. We must have take on the characteristics of Christ. And yes, we all have our days. And that's why we have to, Paul says, says we die, we die daily. Yeah, some of us need to die uh, secondly, hourly, because, you know, we get aggravated and frustrated, and and and, and then sometimes the enemy will, the enemy will uh, provoke you by the, the, the same one that lives in the house, because the enemy doesn't want us to get along. The enemy don't want us to love one another. The enemy don't like us. He wants to destroy us, because his primary purpose is to kill us. Kill us spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. That is job description. The enemy, one thing about the enemy, the enemy never takes a vacation. Men and women take vacations. Children take vacations. They don't do their schoolwork. They don't do this. They don't do that. But, but the enemy doesn't take a vacation, but God does not take a vacation either. So we must walk in the mind of Christ. We must know that when we step out the door of our house, that we represent Christ, we walk like him, talk like him, act like him, and look in the mirror, we don't see Glenda, but we see Jesus. Put the smile on your face. And win souls for Christ. That is our job description as preachers and leaders and leaders. We are supposed to represent Christ and 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 draw people into the kingdom by action, by word, and by love. So by his love, we can do anything but fail. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you.
thank you for your calling. We thank you, God, that you're teaching us to love by faith. It talks about agape, that, 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 that love that's beyond measure, that love uh, that we cannot, we, we represent God, but sometimes, God, we have to know and be reminded who we are in you. God teaches to walk softly, teaches how to to win souls, teaches how to represent you. God teaches to be what you want us to be. God, we don't want to be nobody but who you are. I don't want to be like TD Jakes. You want to be like 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 anybody else. I don't want to be a Cap Catherine Coleman. And we want to learn to be who we are. Because when we begin who we are, then we know who you God save us and let us be representatives of Christ. Teach us your will. God teach us to know your word from the beginning to the end. God, whatever we preach, people preach to us, God, line us up with the word of God. Take us to take us to the word of God, line upon line, and we uh precept behind precept. Why? Because these are the last things of apostasy. And the apostasy now is that I'm going to teach you what I want to teach you, but not the word of God. So God teach us to line up with the word of God, line upon line, and precept upon precept. Because we don't want to fall uh, in apostasy that is not of God. God teaches how to win souls again and again. Most of God teaches how to win our family members. Sometimes we can win everybody but our family members. So God, we ask you tonight to win. Teach us how to win our family members. Not by words, but by actions and by deeds, and by the love of God in us. We praise you, we adore you, and we magnify you for this platform. And we thank you, God, for all the countries that are listening to us tonight or any other night. We thank you, God, we speak in the atmosphere that God is in control of our life, no matter what part of the world we're in. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We thank you for good reports. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We praise you and we adore you. Amen. And amen. We're going to turn it over again to the Apostle Erica. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The comments of the floor is not open. Amen. For uh, ending the service on tonight. Amen. I'm hoping the floor is open.
and then you can see it. And and then I tell people, I listen, it's all right to, you know, I, you know, it's all right to have fun. Just don't let somebody have you. Yeah. It's all right to have fun. Just don't let them have you. It's all focused totally on all of I love to look good. And, 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 and that, that part of character, and I love that. Um, yeah, a lot of people in the church that, well, the young men want to dress like me. Now, they want to dress up in suits and wear ties. And then, like that. so that's, you know, that, that makes me feel good that somebody want to imitate me. You know, but he's, he's trying to talk about my, what I do. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to dress anybody. So you just don't know where I come from, the thing that I didn't have when I was coming up. I said, so now when I got a food, I got, you know, I got me a job and I would even buy the things that I wanted to buy. And, 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 and stuff like that. But people just let stuff have them. They got a car, you know, they don't want that. They got a home. They stay home. They go to church, they go down the street with the churches, or, you know, they do like that. Oh, 
you ain't got no cheer and all this kind of stuff, you do that. You know, but you your own. But when you got people to your own who you got your cheer, you can't dress any kind of way before them. You are part of them, right? So I felt before them. On the one that's dressing like this, you can't tell them because they're going to say, Mama, no, that's how you dress, what you're doing, that's what you're saying. You're a person. So that's what I would do. So we should, the spirit should lead us and guide us. The spirit of love, uh, spirit of joy, peace, happiness, all this. I mean, we went to heaven. Before I got saved, I didn't know nothing about the Bible. The church that I went to when I was, when I was coming up, um, I never heard of a by Jesus. If they did, I thought it was the holiday school. I was like, Jesus, right? So Jesus was in there. He didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> Because he was going to fly, actually, he's going to stay right now. And his mom and daddy came away. 
And that boy proved to be a singer, a real, you know, he was, I mean, making money all this time. You just don't know what that child going to be for. It's the uniform truth. It's explaining that. And showing them who's going to count that finish from that church and sit down and take some time. Still knocking them upside the head or something. Did I take the stuff? Bang! Back came and all that kind of stuff. Kind of talk to them. It's all right to put a corporate on because I got to say, I don't know what they do. A lot of parents do on corporate punishment now and now.
trying not to deviate anywhere else.
<laughs> you know, and then a lot of women don't have, not every woman have, have real mothers in their half life. So they'll, they can walk around with Hoochie Mama clothes on. You know, because the mom and the daughter look just alike with the Gucci mama. So, not everybody, you just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 